Good morning, everyone. Lovely to see someone. I'm going to hand straight over to a short video, so take a look. Hello, everyone. Last Sunday morning, I went to church with expectations. The night before, I prayed for my heart to be more open and willing to new experiences with God. I was inspired to do that after the How to Hear God series. During the worship time in the church, I felt God's presence in a very special way. At some point, a word came for those who have lower back pain. In that moment, I remember that for eight months, I had problems with my lower back every single morning when I had to get out of my bed. I put my hand in the place where I had the pain and I prayed. God, I know that you are here and I know that you can heal me. In the next morning, I woke up without any pain. Now, after one week without pains, I decided to share this with you and to encourage all of you to trust God even more. God bless you all. That was the very wonderful Alex. And that is a beautiful story, isn't it? Beautiful story. It's, a, it's just a beautiful moment of encounter, isn't it? Just in worship as God is present. And you remember we often say that everything good starts in God's presence. And where he is present, his power is also. And when he is present and his power is present, things that seem impossible become possible. Am I really echoing? Just a little bit. Okay, found. Okay, cool. So, just a moment of encounter, and that's just a beautiful introduction to our new series, which we've entitled Moments of Encounter. For those of you that were around last Tuesday evening, we had a great evening with Pete Gregg, and one of the things that he just touched on was the story of Bartimaeus, where blind guy, Jesus comes by, and there's this beautiful moment where Jesus seems more present. So we know that the Lord is always present, but there are times where he feels more present, where he comes closer. And that's just been my experience over these recent weeks. It's just felt like in our worship and in our ministry times in particular, it's just felt like the Lord coming closer. So as part of this series, we're going to look at a couple of tangible moments of encounter that we have within the Christian faith. They're what we would call sacraments. So we're going to look um, in a couple of weeks' time at communion. And this morning, we're going to think about baptism. Moments of encounter. There are lots of texts that we could go to. The one we're going to go to is in Galatians chapter 3. So if you've got a Bible and want to follow along, then turn to Galatians chapter 3. Here are three things that I'm praying for us this morning. The first is, is that if you're here and you're not yet a follower of Jesus, firstly, you'd know you're really welcome. And secondly, that you would clearly hear the voice of Jesus just inviting you into relationship with him today. The second thing is if you are here, you're a follower of Jesus, but you've not yet been baptized, my prayer is that you would take the next step. And thirdly, if you are a follower of Jesus and you have been baptized, then my prayer is that you would remember your baptism today in a deep way. And we're going to do something that I hope helps each one of us to do that. My story, 
I was christened when I was probably about two or three months old. I don't remember it. I gave my life to Jesus when I was about 11. At 14, I went through confirmation classes in the Anglican church and was confirmed. When I was about 20 years old, I felt the Holy Spirit nudge me to get baptized. Now, I know that some uh, part of our church are settled that you were christened as a baby and confirmed and you're settled and at peace with that. And I want to say to you, wonderful. This is not a moral issue. This is not a right or wrong thing. But I wasn't settled. I wasn't at peace. And so I got baptized by immersion when I was 20 years old, and that was an amazing day for me. Let's read what the Apostle Paul writes. Galatians chapter 3, I'm going to read from verse 26. He says, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Two weeks ago, Bethan and I just had a, a week in Rome. This was delayed since 2019. You all know why. Da, 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 da. We managed to get out there. So we had a week in Rome. It is an amazing city. If, for those that have been there, you'll know that. If you haven't, it's an amazing city. So we did the normal touristy things. We went to the Colosseum, uh, the Roman Forum, the Trevi Fountain, the Spanish Steps. And we also had a visit to the Vatican. And it is stunning. St. Peter's Basilica and St. Peter's Square is absolutely stunning. We went, when we were around Rome, we went into as many churches as we could find. And they are amazing, absolutely amazing. What you'll notice in, in Catholic churches is that there is always a basin of water by the door. You'll also find it in monasteries as well. And what you'll find is many people will go and dip their fingers in that, and we'll normally do a sign of the cross on their forehead. What is going on? Why do they do that? Well, the best explanation that I've heard is actually from a monk. And he says this. Water reminds you of your baptism, and your baptism reminds you that you belong to Jesus Christ. I'm going to say it again, because if you take nothing else out from this morning, would you take that? Water reminds you of your baptism, and your baptism reminds you that you belong to Jesus Christ. Do you see the way, just in those few verses in Galatians 3, that Paul just hammers that point home? In talking about baptism, he writes that we are now in Christ Jesus, that we are clothed with Christ, that we belong to Christ. So what that means is if we've said yes to Jesus, we've got new ownership. We now belong to Jesus Christ. And I don't know about you, but I think I need to be reminded of that every day of my life. Now, when I'm driving around and someone cuts me up, I need to be reminded that I now belong to Jesus Christ. When trials and tribulations come my way, 
which they often do because I'm a pastor, right? I need to remember that I belong to Jesus Christ. When temptations come along, I need to remember that I now belong to Jesus Christ. We need to constantly be reminded that we belong to Jesus Christ. Now, I know that in the room today, there will be various backgrounds to our beliefs about baptism. There will be some of you here that come towards baptism and thinking about baptism from a sense of cultural necessity. It's just what we do. It's just part of like a family tradition, a rites of passage, we get baptized. There'll be others where your beliefs about baptism are shaped more by fear. In other words, if I don't get baptized, then God is going to be angry at me. And so we better get baptized, we better get the kids baptized, because we just want everything to be okay. Paul, the Apostle Paul, tells us why we get baptized. What he's telling us is that to be baptized is to be joined to Jesus Christ. And baptism reminds us that we've entered into a whole new world, a whole new reality, and in a whole new way through Jesus Christ. He picks up what was actually a pretty common word in Greek language. It's baptizo, which we translate as baptism. And the word in in common Greek language meant to plunge or to immerse. One of its usages was around washing up. Got a dirty pan? You don't just give it a good dunking, right? You baptizo it. That was what they were doing. Baptism was part of Jewish religious practice. So for Gentiles, non-Jews who converted to Judaism, they would be baptized. And the belief was that the person would go into the water a Gentile and would come up a Jew. That was the belief. And Paul takes this word baptizo, and what he does is he applies it to our relationship with Jesus Christ. And what he does here and in other parts of the New Testament, what he says is that baptism reminds us that we were dead that we were dead in our sin, but through our joining and belonging to Christ, represented in our immersion into Christ, we come up an alive person. You see, this is really important. Christianity is not about making bad people into good people or good people into better people. Christianity is about making dead people alive. Amen? Good, we're with us. It's about making dead people alive. So I want to share just three things from this text about baptism before we have just a moment where we can remember. Firstly, baptism is a public announcement of a new allegiance. Public announcement of a new allegiance. In verse 27, Paul reminds us that we're baptized into Christ. What that means is that we have to have come out of something in order to be baptized into Christ. We have a new allegiance. So in some sense, baptism is rather like a wedding service. In a wedding service, two single people stand up and they give a new allegiance, don't they? They effectively say, I'm not going to live as a single person anymore. I have a new allegiance, one to another. We're now a married couple. And it's the same in baptism. There is that sense of us declaring, 
I have a new allegiance. And I think we just need to be reminded again and again and again that our allegiance to Jesus covers everything. So that when temptation comes along, we can say, no, my allegiance is now to Jesus Christ. You see, friends, we live in a world that fights for our allegiance. There are some allegiances that I think are fun and okay. okay? Following a sports team is a fun allegiance. Okay? Now, many of you will know my allegiance in this area. I support Fulham Football Club, and you can tell me till you're blue in the face that there are better teams, and I know you're wrong. <laughs> there are dangerous allegiances in this world where we need to say, no, I'm putting Jesus first. So I'm putting Jesus Christ over my family. Now hear me here. That is not saying that family is not a wonderful blessing. But do you remember what Jesus said? That we will have to put his kingdom above everything. So we put that, we put Jesus over our family. We put Jesus Christ over church. I love church. I love this church. But I love Jesus more. And so my allegiance to Jesus is over any church and over any church leaders. We put Jesus Christ over country, over political party. Our allegiance is to Jesus Christ alone. And so Paul reminds us we're baptized into Christ. It's an announcement of a new allegiance. Now part of the symbolism of baptism is this, and let me try and explain this. When you look through the New Testament, you can see people like Paul and Peter trying to find language to explain this new life in Christ. It was new, right? No one had written about it before. And they're trying to find some language to say, well, what does it mean? And the phrase that they most often land on is that when you've said yes to Jesus, you are now in Christ. You'll see that common phrase across the New Testament. And so imagine it this way. This card is my life. This is your life. And this book happens to be the Bible. It's quite poignant. Is Jesus Christ. So when I say yes to Jesus, this happens. I am now in Christ. One of the things that means is now I am utterly secure. My life is completely surrounded in his. But it also means that what happened to him happens to me. And so we remember, right, that Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again three days later. Baptism is a beautiful enactment of that. That as someone goes down into the water, they identify with the death of Jesus Christ. In this church, we have a 100% record of getting people up within three days. We rise symbolically to glorious new life in Jesus Christ. Why? Because we're in him. My life is now in Christ. And baptism is a tangible reminder of that. 
Second thing, baptism points to us being different together in a new community. Let me read um, verse 28 again. Paul writes, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, neither male nor female, for you're all one in Jesus Christ. You see, we need to remember in Paul's time, in Judaism circles, Jews were better than Gentiles. Slave was better than free. And in Paul's world, men were considered better than women. His point is this. In the people of God, everything changes. Everything changes. Our identity is now found in Christ. You see, the world around us has this incredible way of measuring us against stuff, right? You know, this is better than that and need to live up to this. Out there in the world, you might have three degrees and be a professor. In here, you are a brother and sister. Out there, you might be a multimillionaire. In here, you are no better or worse than anybody else. You see, in Jesus Christ, there is a new community and a new humanity. That new community does not dissolve our differences, but they are no longer the measure. We are wonderfully different in a new community, and baptism tells us that. We're part of a new family in Christ. Third thing. Baptism is ultimately about our surrender to Jesus Christ. That's what it ultimately comes down to. Probably the strongest cultural narrative in our world goes something like this, me, myself, and I. It's a world where I put myself at the center. When we say yes to Jesus Christ, we can't be at the center anymore. That, that would be an oxymoron. If we say yes to Jesus, he becomes Lord and King. He has to be at the center. And so what that means is that we need saving from our sin and from ourselves. Now, just to be really clear, baptism does not save us. Jesus saves us. But we do need saving. That's my belief, that we need saving from the stuff we do wrong and from putting ourselves at the center of our lives. And so we say yes, and we surrender to Jesus Christ, and we surrender everything to him. We surrender our hopes and our dreams for the future. We surrender the way that we live our lives. We surrender how we uh, behave sexually, how we behave financially, how we behave emotionally. We, we surrender our, our attitudes, our actions. We surrender everything to Jesus Christ. And when we do that, this is the beautiful thing, friends, we get a brand new identity, because you are now in Christ. You are a new creation. That means you don't find your identity in here. You don't find it from family and tradition and clan and culture. We get it from Jesus Christ. Because you're now a new creation in him. Because of our surrender to him. So what are the next steps? I said I was praying for three things this morning. I'm going to give three next step actions. Firstly... If you've not said yes to Jesus before for yourself, not, not someone said it for you, but for yourself, you can do that right now. Simply to say, I don't want to be the center of my life. I want Jesus to be the center of my life and to open our hearts to him and give our yes to him. And so I would love to just take this moment and pray a prayer right now. 
No time like the present, right? So can I just invite you to bow your heads? Now, for some of you, this will be a reminder of when you gave your life to Jesus, whenever that was. But for some here, this may be a moment for you where you give your yes to Jesus for the first time. And so I'm just going to pray this prayer, and, you, and we can all make this our own in, in this moment of encounter. So Jesus, I, I, I thank you that you have done everything for me. Jesus, I'm sorry when I put myself at the center of my world. When I live for myself, where I set my own agenda, where I step over the boundaries that you've put in place for a good life. I'm sorry. Jesus, I'm grateful that at the cross, you meet me with overwhelming forgiveness. And so, Jesus, I open my heart to you in this moment. I pray that your forgiveness would cover my sin, the things in my life that I'm just not proud of. And Jesus, I pray that in this moment you'd fill me with your Holy Spirit. Come and live in me. Empower me to live an entirely new life in Jesus' name. Now, as we've got our heads bowed, if you've prayed that for the first time, could you just look up at me, catch my eye, because I'd love you to know that this moment was real for you. And I'd love us just to have a chat at the end of our service. So if you've, if you've prayed this for the first time, just, just catch my eye as I look around. Wonderful. Thank you. Everyone, open your eyes. It's, I know it's early in the morning, but it's a dangerous sleep. So... For those that have taken that moment, come and chat with one of us at the end. We would love to help you take some next steps. That's the first thing. The second thing, if you have said yes to Jesus before, but you've not yet been baptized, my strong belief is that baptism is the next step for you. So baptism is not an optional extra to the... It's not like the cherry on the cake. It's part of the cake. It's the next step. I want to humbly suggest it's not even something that you need to go and think and pray about. Because for me, Scripture's clear. Repent and be baptized. So it is the next step. So if that's you, you've said yes to Jesus but not yet been baptized, and and I'm, I'm going to include, if you've been christened and confirmed, and you're settled with that, 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 that's baptism for you. But if you haven't, then come and join us after the 11.15 service for our What is Baptism session. It's going to be over in the back corner there. Rob is going to be leading that. So go and get yourself a nice coffee somewhere after this service and come on back and join us for that. As I say, you may have been christened and confirmed um, and you're settled and at peace with that. That is wonderful. But if you are wondering about baptism for yourself, then come along and explore that with us. Third thing, if you've been baptized before, I would love you and I would love us to remember our baptism deeply today. Not by getting baptized again, just so that I'm really clear. It's one baptism, okay? Not that we get re-baptized, 
But we're going to use, for those that want to this morning, just a little bit of water, and this is Thames water's finest, just a little bit of water to help us renew that moment of encounter with Jesus in the waters of baptism. Maybe, you know, you were, I, I was baptized uh, some years ago. I would encourage you, however long you were, it was since you were baptized, like, take your mind back there. What was it like? Where were you? Who was with you? Who held your towel? What commitment were you making to Jesus at that moment? Take, take yourself back to that place. And we're simply going to use a little bit of water this morning. Don't worry, we're not going to splash it around. Just to help us remember the commitment that we made back then. Do you remember that thing that I shared from the monk at the start of my talk? Water reminds us of our baptism, and our baptism reminds us that we belong to Jesus Christ. And so that's the point. Just this tangible bit of water reminds us that we now belong to Jesus Christ. And so we're going to do something just a little bit different this morning. I'm going to invite Ash back. to He's going to lead us in a song as, as we do this. Um, and if you're able to stand, please do that. Rob, do you want to come and get us ready? And I think Alarine's going to come and help us, and Sophie, um, Emilio's around. Come on forward, guys. What we would love to invite you to, into is this. At the very least, for those of you that have been baptized, remember your baptism. Remember that moment because it's so important. It's a marker that you now belong to Jesus Christ. So at the very least, do that. But if you've been baptized, and I'm going to include being christened, you are welcome to come forward to one of these points. Rob, do you want to get some water going? And one of our pastoral leaders will simply dab a little bit of water onto your forehead. We're not going to go full Catholic. Just a little bit. Of, so, so you feel something, right? So it reminds you of the water of baptism. And then they're going to say this to you. Remember your baptism. You belong to Jesus Christ. Okay? So... This is voluntary, okay? You are welcome just to come on forward as Ash leads us in a song. There's going to be these four points up the front here. Just to come to one of them, just a little dab of water, tangible. You'll feel it. Remember your baptism. You belong to Jesus Christ. Amen? Jesus, I pray that you would powerfully meet us. For those of us that have been baptized, I pray that you would help us to remember. In a sense, to renew that commitment. To remember that commitment. To remember deeply in our hearts in this moment that we belong to you. Our allegiance has changed. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, would you come and meet us powerfully in this moment. Amen.